Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's good to be back. Welcome home. In the land of the free. Welcome home. I'm glad you're back. And you did a great job. Thank you. The last two weeks. You it's had not... Terry Goodwin as your uh, sidekick week one. Right. And Tobin Hess. Yeah. I did not know that was going to happen. Oh, I you did? did a great job. He wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I, he sits in with us a lot of times when we yeah. pre-record and he hears your, you know, your spiel and your yeah. stuff. But I have to say our history segment was not quite I as good as, you know, Although on Spam. I got to tell you, I was walking very early. I didn't listen. <laughs> Into the second week till I got back yeah. and walking really early that first morning and my stomach was growling and that spam segment <laughs> took care of that problem right yeah. away. I was hungry no more. Gotcha. So gotcha. Yeah, well, welcome home. Stuff. So what's happened the last two weeks? Anything exciting? I wouldn't say anything exciting has happened. What, okay. Just kind of rolling along. Okay. Rolling along. Well, I'll tell you, it was the trip of a lifetime in, uh, in more ways than one. We were just so blessed to be able to... To visit the Holy Land. It's something I've wanted to do since I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why it's taken so long. I mean, it's been 31 years mm-hmm. since I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. But uh, it will not be my last trip to the Holy Land. Yeah. And I'm actually really hoping uh, sooner than later we'll be able to announce some details about a trip we want to sponsor mm-hmm. uh, at Second Church in mm-hmm. 2024. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you Good. have any interest? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I told my mom, I said, yeah. Mom, I think you should go. Yeah. It's because I think this trip that you went on with the guides that you right. had right. was, um, it sounded amazing. Let's yeah. just dive right yeah, in absolutely. and let's talk about it. So you were you there 10 it. days. Yep. You kind of gave me your itinerary. So mm-hmm. I'm going to ask ask you questions about yeah. it. So day one, day two, travel. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we traveled to Indy. Right. Originally, we were supposed to, uh, the trip was going to originate out of Newark. Okay. But... Some for some reason it ended up uh, originating out of O'Hare. Okay. So we flew Indy to Chicago and then Chicago all the way to Tel Aviv. That's an eleven-hour flight. Yep. Through the night. Yep. Um, you're never at your best <laughs> no. after that. You've done that with Africa <laughs> yes. before. Yeah. But um, so we arrived in Tel Aviv Tuesday. Okay. About five five thirty six p.m. Um, it was the easiest uh, entry into a country I have ever had, bar none. Really? And one of the great things about it is uh, our hosts were educational opportunities. They do all kinds of trips. Right. They had one of their people there waiting for nice. us. Nice. I mean, we had that sign. Yeah. That said, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Aqua, that was the name of our group. And he got us through in record time. I didn't have to show my passport to anybody. Now, I did have to <laughs> enter my passport into a, right. you know, a database. Right. So uh, I, they definitely, I think, realized who we were. Right. I've never had an easier entry into a country before. Now, you said up in Chicago that any flight going into Tel Aviv has yeah. another security station. Yeah. So, like, is Israel, are they on top of things as far as security-wise? I would say More they're than... absolutely on top okay. of things. So, to give you this idea, yeah. we get to Indy, we've got about three hours yeah. of a layover. So, or we get to uh, Chicago from Indy. We okay. got three hours. So we go to our gate area, and it's full of people because there's another flight that's going to leave for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we go to get a bite. We come back. They won't let us in. I said, well, what do you mean? They said, well, we clear the area, and then the Israelis take over. And so I've never seen anything really? like this before. So huh. each one of us, there were 350 people on this flight. Right. Each one of us had a screening by an Israeli government official. Once. But. 
after you are already through after our security through security huh. and everything you wow. know why are you going to israel you know has anybody given you a package uh-huh. is there anything that's happened to you today that is uh-huh. out of the ordinary huh. and and then at that point we were able to go to the gate get our seat assignment um now as a result of that our flight left an hour and a half late because, because of all the, the questions the previous flight <laughs> left late so yeah. you kind of had that yeah. domino effect yeah. but yeah. um uh, yeah, it, I've never seen anything like that. And they say every flight going to Israel, that's huh. the deal. So. Well, I think that's yeah. their prerogative yeah, if they want right. to hire oh, people absolutely. to do that. Hey, yeah. So you got there to Tel Aviv, and I have a question about yeah. you wanted decaf coffee at 10 p.m., but Marla said no. Why? Does well, decaf, just, what does decaf yeah. do to you? Well, decaf doesn't do anything to me, oh, but okay. she said we're going to bed. <laughs> she said we've been up. And, There's you know, no time for you're anything. In Israel, it's your first night in Israel. Yeah. You know, we're staying in Netanya, which is right on the coast. Okay. And, you know, I wanted to go walk down to uh, the Mediterranean Sea and check yeah. it out. And she's yeah. like, "No, no way. Get your jammies on. We're going to bed." <laughs> All right. So, so day three, yeah. you're in this Netanya or yeah. whatever. Talk about what you saw there. Yeah. So day three, we wake up, and uh, that day was a full day. Every day was a full day. Sounds like it. We visited three locations, and this was really our first full day in Israel. Right. We went to Caesarea by the sea, okay. which Caesarea is mentioned multiple times in the mm-hmm. book of Acts right. and in other New Testament locations. Right. This was a seaside fortress that Herod the Great, probably okay. one of the most evil people in the history of the world, built. Right. And they have been able to discover so much about this location. We were there most of the morning. Then we went to Mount Carmel. Do you know Mount Carmel? Where Elijah, Elijah took care of the, the 450 Baal. prophets of Baal. Yeah. Supposedly, we stood on the site where Supp- the battle took place. Were and- a lot of things supposedly... Well, I would I mean, say <laughs> yes. Yes, when they okay. say, like, this is the spot, right, you know, where right. Gabriel right. visited Mary. Right. This is the spot yeah. where Jesus was born. Yeah. I'm not going to argue and right. say no, but, right. you know, you, you do wonder, how do you right. know it was like this right. exact spot? Right. But at that spot, uh, it was pretty cool to look out. And here's something amazing. There is no record on any map of Israel that I have of any um, airbase taking, you know, shape. But as we're standing on Mount Carmel, mm-hmm. looking out, mm-hmm. we see fighter jet mm-hmm. after fighter jet mm-hmm. after fighter jet taking off. Mm-hmm. So, um, and how did that make you feel? Um, well, it was loud. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I don't really, I, I wasn't afraid right. necessarily, right. but I was annoyed because I couldn't hear the guide <laughs> as the jet. I don't know if you've ever been close to an Air Force jet taking off. Uh-uh, it's no. not quiet. I'm sure. It's not quiet. I'm not, I'm so he'd sure. talk for a while and a jet would take off yeah. and then we'd be quiet for a minute yeah. and then he'd start gotcha. talking again. Yeah. All right. So after Mount Carmel, Megiddo? Megiddo. Yeah. Megiddo's mentioned all over yes. the... Uh, all over the New Testament, or the Old Testament, excuse me, and mm-hmm. there's a great ruin that takes place. Uh, so, so they've been able to discover all kinds of artifacts. Now, the, the coolest part about Megiddo is when the Assyrians defeated the northern kingdom, mm-hmm. they came to town and they put an aqueduct system into place that you can actually go down and see. And is it still, but it's still not like functioning as no, an aqueduct. No, no, no. Okay, but, but you, you can go yeah, down and yeah. check out. We now, walk. that's not Hezekiah's tunnel. That is not Hezekiah's okay. tunnel. That's they. That's our final okay. in Jerusalem. Okay. It's a different deal. Yeah. But 182 steps down wow. and 81 steps up. Wow. So, yeah, you get your exercise. I would say so. Yeah. You said that that evening you ex- you had evening prayer outside at the Church of the Beatitudes, and it yeah. was priceless. Explain yeah. what, what, what was priceless about that. Well, you know, you are at the spot that they're saying Jesus gave mm-hmm. his most famous sermon, right. the Sermon on the Mount. Right. And as you look out, you can see the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. and it is just picturesque. Mm-hmm. It is just mm-hmm. as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you come to the realization, we are here 
praying to Jesus, mm-hmm. reading scripture about Jesus right. at the place where Jesus gave, supposedly, okay. right. his most famous sermon of all. Catholic Retreat Center, we stayed in the guest house, and um, silence and solitude abounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was just it, mm-hmm. it was just one of those things that you just think, I, I can't believe I'm here. Multiple times I found myself saying, I cannot believe I am here. Yeah. I cannot believe yeah. I'm walking where Jesus walked. That's awesome. So, That's yeah. awesome. Okay, yeah. you want to move on? Yeah, Day sure. four. So yeah, so the, so the next day we went north, and okay. again we we spent four nights literally on the Sea of Galilee. At okay, this and then guest you just house. traveled throughout. Yeah, we, the we days. Were, had okay. a big charter bus. Gotcha. Think, think about a really big, nice charter bus. So okay. we went north to Dan. Mm-hmm. Dan was one of the twelve sons of Jacob, and the territory of Dan is as far north as you can get in okay. Israel. It's okay. by Mount Hermon, mm-hmm. and so also at Dan there's a location called Tel Dan, and it's a national park. Okay, but all kinds of excavations have been found. One of the things that that happened when the kingdom split north to south mm-hmm. following the reign of King Solomon mm-hmm. is that Jeroboam, who became king of the north, mm-hmm. set up a golden calf right. to worship at Dan, and we were on the location mm-hmm. where Jeroboam set up mm-hmm. this idol mm-hmm. that God's people mm-hmm. sadly would worship to. Wow, wow. So. Um, you talked a lot about some food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Falafel. Yeah. Schnitzel. So there's really, Talk to me about the food, because yeah, I really so, get into that. So um, that was probably the thing that maybe we were most nervous about is, yeah. you know, we're pretty locked into just how we eat. Right. And, you know, are, are you going to be able to survive? And of course <laughs> you did. But the two uh, staples of every lunch, you have the option of shawarma. Yep. Now, does shawarma sound delicious to you or not really? Well, we we ate it a lot in Africa and okay. I, yeah. it so was, you know it was okay. A lot of people, when I say shawarma, they get yeah. this look like I just can't. Yeah. But it's really like a gyro, I yeah. would say, in yeah. a lot of ways. And um, mostly chicken and turkey mm-hmm. on, the, on the spigot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, delicious. And then falafel, uh, that that's really ground chickpeas deep fried. Oh. Well, you know, it actually was pretty good. <laughs> was it good? And so they, they it's you're the a pretty picky eater. I am a picky eater, but I actually and I, Marla as well. I think we really okay enjoyed falafel. So, good, yeah, yeah, good, good stuff. Good. Um, so I want to ask you. You said that you saw a ton of military police. Oh yeah, and now so it's a requirement, isn't that? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Men and women when yep. they graduate from high school, they years old, serve in the graduate, army. You go in the military uh-huh. for two to three years of full-time service mm-hmm. unless you get an educational deferment, okay. and many do. Okay. Um, you know, Peyton at Carbondale knew a couple people that uh-huh. were able to get that deferment and go to college. But those folks, when they come home, they are then required to be a part of what is their equivalent to the National Guard, okay. like till they're 40. Yeah. So, do you think that's a good thing? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, I think that it has worked for Israel. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, there is no doubt about the fact they take security serious yes. at a level. Well, they have to. They absolutely do. I also think not every person's wired for that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I think it's a good thing. There were a couple times I looked over and there were girls that looked younger than, you know, some of the college students mm-hmm. that, that we have come to mm-hmm. know and love. Mm-hmm. And they're holding the machine gun. Yes. I, I don't know that I think that's a good thing hmm. necessarily. No one's asking my opinion necessarily. I kind of think it is. I think it's a yeah. good idea yeah. as if children grow up knowing I am expected to yeah. serve my country. Right. All of them. Right. Across the board. Right. I kind of think that's a good expectation. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, it's the reality. And Mm -hmm. the thing about Mm -hmm. it is uh, one night we went to Tiberias. Tiberias was close to where we were staying on the Sea of Galilee. Mm -hmm. And it it just seemed like kind of a touristy, you know, you're on the the Sea of Galilee. There's ice cream shops. Mm -hmm. There's restaurants. Mm -hmm. There's bars. All Mm -hmm. of that. And I bet I counted 25 military. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I think it's a deterrent in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to start anything. <laughs> for <know>? sure. <laughs> if somebody's there. <laughs> for and, sure. For so, sure. You know, one of the things that I've wrestled with, and I write about it later in some of my reflections is, is there a lesson for us mm-hmm. in some of our urban cities that are out of control mm-hmm. when it comes to violence? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that necessarily, but I do think that there is a value in having a, a deterrence. Sure. So, I don't well, know. sure. I mean, I think it has cut down tremendously on terrorism over there. And oh, yeah. I think like our cities, Chicago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have yeah. terrorism of our own kind. Right. It's just our own people right. killing our right. own people. So right. so I don't know. Yeah. That's one of the things I thought about through the entire trip is could we learn lessons? Sure. In, and, and here's the thing I would think about is you look at some of the neighborhoods that are most savage. Let's just take in Chicago. Right. What would the vote be? I'm not talking a statewide vote. I'm not even talking about a citywide vote. But Inglewood, the Inglewood neighborhood mm-hmm. where violence has just savaged that mm-hmm. neighborhood. Mm-hmm. What would the vote be if they just put it to the residents of Inglewood? Mm-hmm. Do you want a police presence 24-7 or not? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would say yes, mm-hmm. quite honestly. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's last question yep. of this segment yep. and yep. then we'll wrap yep. it up. So yep. covid Yeah, we did have some challenges with COVID. Uh Now, um, Israel, when COVID hit, was the most locked down country in the world. I mean, vaccinations were required. Boosters were required. You couldn't get in. You couldn't get out. Um, It was as wide open as wide open can be. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to show anything. I didn't get asked any questions along those lines. Were people Uh, there wearing masks? um, Some, but not very many. I mean, very, very few. Now, we did have some COVID flowing within our group, unfortunately. Uh And, you Uh know, some good friends Uh came down with it. Uh uh, And that really was a bummer for them. No no one was sick to the point of going to the hospital necessarily. But it just meant that they were spending their days in their hotel room not seeing Israel. But, um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. The whole deal. Well, let's do this. Let's go to break. Yeah, and when we it. come back, we'll continue our talk about Israel. You're listening to Direct Line, Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, July 14. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. IPC. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. 
I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and we are just going to dive right back yeah. into talking about your Israel trip. Absolutely. We're on day five. Yes. This was Friday, July 1st. Yes. Talk about that. Um, one of my favorite days, uh, we went to Sepphoris. Sepphoris is... Uh, I've never heard of that. Is well, that it's not in the Bible. In the Bible? It's okay. not in the Bible, no. uh, but it was the leading city. So King Herod the Great built you know, Caesarea by the Sea and Herodium. Well, he died in 4 BC. Okay. Jesus was probably two years old. Well, one of his sons took over that area, and he developed this community of Sepphoris, and it was kind of the leading community in this whole region. Okay. And so there's all kinds of discoveries that have taken Taken place archaeology wise, mm-hmm. uh, and it is believed that Jesus and his father Joseph probably did a lot of work there because okay. it's not far from Nazareth. Right. But um, the excavations really highlight maybe like fourth, fifth, sixth century AD. Right. So that was neat. But then the bulk of the day was spent in Nazareth. Okay. Talk Nazareth, of course, was Jesus's um, hometown right. when he was growing up, and they have a thing called Nazareth Village. It's very American in many ways, where it's mm-hmm. kind of a walk through, mm-hmm. and it's like this is what life would be like in the first century in Nazareth. So that was, it was neat. Um, Some people felt like maybe it was a little hokey, you know, Mm -hmm. because you had somebody dressed up like, you know, this, um, you know, uh, carpenter. And then, you know, it it felt a little bit along those lines, but I thought it was cool to kind of help you visualize this is what the world was probably like as Jesus is born and growing up in Nazareth. Now, my favorite part of the day was the visit to the Church of the Annunciation. Mm -hmm. It's a Catholic church in the heart of old Nazareth, and it is the spot where they say Gabriel visited Mary. And here's what I loved about it. There are countries from all over the world that have submitted artwork uh, remembering that moment Mm -hmm. or other moments related to Jesus and specifically to Mary Mm -hmm. and the power of this announcement that the angel Gabriel brings to Mary. You can read about that in Luke 1, beginning with verse 26. But as I walked through, I was more emotional going through that church than any other time hmm. in uh, in the Israel trip, with the exception of my late night visit to the Western Wall. That was probably the most emotional I was personally. But uh, man, I was moved to tears during the, the visit through the Church of the Annunciation. And you said that many of those murals uh, that were submitted as a tribute were very moving, but you said the USA is ridiculous. Yes, it is. It, it was why. Mary I mean, dressed like she was a stormtrooper from Star Wars. I mean, it was <laughs> it was trying to project Mary. And again, I should be kind because someone worked very hard on that artwork, sure. but it it was not in line with what you saw from many of the other nations okay. in what they had submitted. Okay, so, gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to know about that. Made All me right. chuckle. Yep. Day six. Uh, day six was Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. We were all over the, the Sea of Galilee area, you know, Capernaum, Tabga, um, Magdala. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, where, where were we for lunch that day? Tiberius. We went to lunch for Tiberius mm-hmm. that day. That was cool because this is the bulk of Jesus's public ministry that we read about in the synop- synoptics. Mm-hmm. It's taking place around here. And so you had chapels that remembered the five loaves and the two okay. fish. Yeah. You had chapels that remembered... Peter being restored by Jesus and then sent off to to make an impact. Now, the bad thing about that day, sweltering, sweltering. And you were on a boat? 
We did do a boat ride I, that morning. That was not bad. I'm interested in that. You, yeah. you said you were on a a boat and they played the American national yeah. anthem did and the, the Canadian. The why? national well because we had two Canadians it? with us. Oh, but why were so, they playing anybody's national um, anthem? Because in every Israel? boat, every boat travels under a flag, and so because we were mostly American, that one hour charter traveled okay. under the American okay, flag. And he you. said, if there's French. They'd do the French flag, huh. raising it. If there were people from Spain, it'd be the Spaniard flag that was raised. Now, the interesting thing about it is the captain is a guy named Danny, and he's he's a believer. He's a Palestinian Christian. Okay. And uh, it's actually a worship charter. So, huh. you know you know the song, The Blessing. Yes. Um, after we do all the American flag stuff and yeah. all of that. Well, and also it said you sang How Great Is Our God in Hebrew, and it, I would like a demonstration. Hebrew. Um, now I'm, you you can go Come to my on. Facebook page, and you can catch a demonstration. <laughs> but um, we sang, uh, you know, How Great Is Our God, something at an eye. I'm not sure what the first part of it was. I've lost it already. But um, it was just, it was really a neat experience. Okay. And, uh, and then, you just looked around, and you could tell that the group was soaking it in. And what happened is we get out at, literally in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, they cut the engine, and we have our morning prayer service. Ah, oh, very cool. Yeah, it was very neat. cool. Okay, so neat. very hot. Unbelievably hot. Unbelievably yeah, hot. it was the warmest I was on that trip, with one other exception. Yeah, but yeah, we got back to the to the guest house, and we were just dripping, you know. And it was get in the shower as quick as you can. So then you went to Tiberius for lunch, and you said it was Shabbat. Talk yeah. about Shabbat. So Shabbat is Sabbath, right? and so all the shops, I mean literally all the shops in Tiberias were shut, shut down. down. Yeah. We had been there two nights before, and every shop was bustling, bustling at yeah. 9 o'clock at yeah. night. Yeah. And so we had a hard time finding a place to eat, yeah. but we found a Russian Mediterranean <laughs> restaurant, okay. and I had lamb kebab. Ooh, did you like it? Oh, I didn't like it. I loved it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very good. Was that good. the first time you had lamb? Um, I've had lamb before, but I've not had lamb that like was this? that tasty. Yeah. Very Really, really good. Very good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so the next day, and you're not sleeping too well. I I'm hear. not sleeping. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm I'm getting about three hours of sleep a night, and I'm still not really sure why that what that was all about. Well, but it um, just messes up your system. Well, the great thing about it is I saw a lot of sunrises. Yeah. You know, on the Sea of Galilee, so nice. that was cool. But the nice. next day we head south, and we go to Jericho. Uh-huh. We go to the Jordan River. Okay, stop. Yep. You said that Jericho is very small. How small is it? I wouldn't say that it's very small. Did I write that? that that's a mistake. It's, you said if it's I re- amazing how small the city of Jericho oh, no, no, no. turned out to well, be. Well, the, the ruins of walking around the ancient city uh, okay, of Jericho. Like where you, we think about Joshua. When we think of, of Joshua, I think of this massive, right? massive city. They right. have found the ruins where the walls came tumbling down. And it's, and not, it's not big okay, at all. Gotcha. Yeah, but, it's not as big as our church. Wow, really? I mean, just to kind of give you a perspective, really? yeah. Yeah, huh. the ruins that we saw, and so. But the actual, but then today, Jericho. Today, is, is Jericho large is a bustling city. Okay, it is gotcha. the oldest city in the world. They, they claim that it's the oldest city in the world. Okay. It is also the city of significance that's the lowest below sea level. It's a Damascus thousand feet was below. The oldest city. That's not what they're claiming. Really? They're, and they're I have a picture Jericho. on my Facebook page where Jericho says it is the oldest city in the world. Huh. So okay, I'm sorry, interesting. I didn't mean no, that's all right. You. No, it's all good. You, so we you, leave there. You rode a camel. I did ride a camel. Yeah, my first and only camel riding experience. I'll never do it They're again. They're pretty tall. They are tall, and they don't smell very good. And you don't smell very good when you get done riding a camel. So, yeah, I'm all done with that. But no, it's one of those. It again, huh? It's one of those things that you can look back and say, "I rode a camel." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So then yep. you we went. Then you went to Jordan, the Jordan River. River. Okay. Had talk four about in that. our group get baptized in the Jordan River. Really? So they had never been baptized before. No, they've been baptized oh, before, all wanted, of them, but okay. they wanted to get baptized. Wanted, okay. This was not a baptism of repentance per se, okay. as much as it was a baptism of we're in Israel. Gotcha. And we want to do as Jesus did. Okay. So, yeah. Let's talk about the. You talked. You said the more you learn about the politics of it all, the more conflicted you become. Explain well, that. Well, I. 
I am pretty pro-Israeli. I think I always have been. But you look at the impact that a lot of Israel's policies has had specifically on Palestinian Christians, and it's heartbreaking. And so I I met many – we stayed two nights in Bethlehem, which is in Palestinian territory. We spent time uh, with a wonderful, wonderful Christian pastor, and you realize how hard it really is on Palestinian believers to live. Why? To do ministry – um, can't fly out of Tel Aviv airport. Uh, the, the, the economics of life in the Palestinian territories is much different than the economics in Israeli territory. Now I understand why Israel's made some of the decisions that they did. They built a wall and I understand. And it's like our guide said, you know, the terrorist attacks, they've stopped because of that, but the collateral damage specifically Mm -hmm. on Christian Palestinians, uh, it's just sad to see. It really is. So I think it gave me a different perspective. I had a very clear-cut worldview when it came to the Middle East and specifically mm-hmm. Israel. Mm-hmm. And I think you see, you know, a different side of the story. I don't have any solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was mm-hmm. one of the other things that was heartbreaking is uh, 30 years ago, it looked like there was real hope mm-hmm. for a better day for everybody involved. Uh, multiple people said that hope has all but evaporated, hmm. you know, and it's the the real losers they're saying are the Palestinian believers, the Palestinian Christians. So hmm. there's a Bible college in Bethlehem. I didn't know that. Um, it's tough to do ministry in hmm. the territories of Palestine. And it's not all Israel. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've you mm-hmm. got um, jihadists. You've got pressure from right. uh, some in the Muslim community. So there, there's challenges all around, but it just – it reminded me how good we have it here, you know, sure. and uh, sure. it was weird being in Palestine on the 4th of July, you know. Explain. Well, I'm a pretty patriotic guy. Mm-hmm. I'm proud to be an American. I'll never apologize for that. But um, you look around and it gives you a whole new level of thankfulness hmm. for okay. the blessings that we have here. Okay. And it made I've told you for a long time, I don't understand the hate America crowd uh, more than ever, I don't understand the mm-hmm. Hate America crowd mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. in Palestine on the 4th of July. All right. So then after that, you went to the Dead, found where they had the Dead, yeah, sea, Dead Scrolls. sea Scrolls, okay. which was probably the greatest find that yes. reaffirmed the integrity of Scripture. Right. Um, 38 of the 39 books of the Old Testament right. were found in right. the Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. And then following that, we did something that had really no spiritual value, but it was pretty fun. We floated in the Dead Sea. <laughs> 1,400 feet below sea level, and the Dead Sea is 1,000 feet deep in spots. Wow. So, yeah. Huge. It was wild. And you um, you enjoyed it or not? um, I wouldn't say that, uh, but I'm glad I did it. How's that? Glad you did it. Next time I go to Israel, I probably will not float in the Dead Sea. Hey, time's getting away from us. We need to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about my time in Bethlehem and Jerusalem. It's Thursday, July 14. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. 
Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, July 14. Steph? Yep. Um, should we keep going on the Israel Let's stuff? Let's do it. Let's okay. finish it. Okay, All so right. you, um, now we're to Monday, July 4th, yeah, yeah. Independence Day in Israel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about that. You're in Bethlehem? I'm in Bethlehem yeah. and uh, loved what we were able to see in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. We were able to go to Herodium, which was this fortress that King Herod built. He built Caesarea by the sea. He okay. also built Herodium. Okay. It ended up being a mausoleum for him. When he died okay. in 4 BC, he had it transitioned. But it was just amazing to look at this just strapping fortress mm-hmm. that that Herod the Great built. Again, one of the most evil people to ever live, mm-hmm. but you have to admire some of the mm-hmm. architecture mm-hmm. and the building mm-hmm. that took place along those lines. And here's the crazy thing. I don't know if I should share this on the air or not, but <laughs> one of the things we were challenged with is sometimes the visions that we have from reading scripture may not be backed up from an archaeology standpoint, and the case was made is, could it be that the Magi did not visit Herod in Jerusalem, but visited Herod in Herodium, Hmm. which is six miles away. I mean, it's right there. But that this was really where Herod probably spent most of his time, Hmm. because it was much safer than living in Jerusalem. Gotcha. We talked about the wise men, about the shepherds. You went to the field where supposedly the shepherds were told. Yeah. We sang angels we have heard on high (laughs) in the shepherd's field chapel and read the account. And then we went to the church of the nativity later that day. This is the spot where they say Jesus was born. And then there's another spot where they say Jesus was laid in the manger. This is the crazy thing about it. It is really three churches in one. Mm. And so you get the Mm -hmm. Greek Orthodox on top of the spot okay you've got the catholics right next to it mm-hmm. looking into the spot mm-hmm. and then you've got the Armenian church on the other side hmm. um and so i liked it but i didn't uh have the same experience because you know people are shoving yeah. and you're getting elbowed and you know so you're com- trying so yeah. commercial well i wouldn't say it's commercialized just so it was crowded. just busy gotcha. and here's the crazy thing our guides laughed at us when we said that later in the day and he said some trips, we have to wait two hours just to get into wow. the Church of the Nativity. This is not busy. Is there a better time of year to go? Well, this is the time this they is? say to go. Summer okay. or winter okay. are the times to go. Okay, gotcha. The problem with the summer is the heat. The right. problem with winter is it's the rainy season. Gotcha. So, um, you know, you're you're kind of, you know, six one way, half dozen the other. Right. But um, if I go back, if this trip happens, I'm probably not going to do it in the heat of summer mm-hmm. again. It's probably going to be more of a spring or a fall. Gotcha. Let's go to the next day. Yeah. Tuesday, July 5th. So, you're on the Mount of Olives? Yeah. 
yeah. Start in the Mount of Olives. We walk down um, the the location that they mm-hmm. think Jesus walked down mm-hmm. on his way to mm-hmm. the Garden of Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. We had a communion service, a Eucharist service mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane. Wow. That was that was bucket list moving. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we walk into the old city, you know, okay. and the old city was not what I was expecting. I was expecting this deeply reverent. Uh, we walked the Via Dolorosa, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I had people trying to get me to buy sunglasses <laughs> and hats uh-huh. and scarves the whole time. You know, you look up to one of the stations of the cross, and you look down, and there's somebody there, you know, asking you if you want to buy olive oil. Right. That is not exactly right. the perspective right. that I have, right. but it was wonderful nonetheless. I have a question. It says you yeah. went to St. Anne's. Saint that Anne's. remembers Anne, the mother of Mary. I, is the, that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. Okay, because I'm like... It's extra biblical, okay, gotcha. but it is a, think... a, a belief within the Catholic Church, gotcha. and it is actually called the Grandparents' Church. Huh. It remembers Anne, who would be the grandmother of Jesus, right. and it honors all the grandparents of faith Aww. that try to pass on their faith to the next generation. So Marsha cool. Wilkinson, that's right. Dorothy Taylor, that's there right. you go. Yeah. So they say you can actually kneel down. I saw pictures of the spot where Jesus was buried. I mean, Well, saying, where he died. They're where he climbing. died. Yeah. Okay. So that's the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Okay. It goes back to the 4th century AD. The Byzantines put it in. And again, this is another that they would say this is the most holy site in Christianity. Mm-hmm. This is in the mm-hmm. old city of mm-hmm. Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And you are able to bend down. But again, there's this line and there's people hovering yeah. and you're trying to have this holy moment, right. this holy experience, right. and you're being hurried on. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just conflicting along sure. those lines. But the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, if I go back, I, I could spend an entire day in mm-hmm. that church. Okay. Because there are spots where Jesus died, they say. There's spots where he was laid in the tomb. Mm-hmm. We walked by that spot and there are people literally weeping mm-hmm. and wailing mm-hmm. in remembrance of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, being prepared mm-hmm. for burial. Mm-hmm. And then there's the spot where Jesus would have resurrected as mm-hmm. a result of the spot where the tomb was. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you wrote something about the, there's a spot that remembers Adam. That yeah. the tradition is that Jesus's the, blood the touched Adam, the bones of Adam. The Adam Chapel huh. is, it, and it's not one of the more visited spots okay. in the Church of the Holy Sepulchre for obvious reasons. Right. But it remembers Adam, huh. and it is supposedly right below, and it is in the church right below the spot where Jesus would have died. And they claim that the blood of Jesus dripped down and touched the bones of Adam hmm. and redeemed everyone that lived After. prior to Jesus. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. so the t- talk about your trip to the Wailing Wall. Yeah, so uh, Tuesday night, I ditched everybody, mm-hmm. and I went on my own mm-hmm. to uh, to uh, the old city. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see the Western Wall. It's no longer really called the Wailing Wall okay. because Israel's in charge of it okay, now. Okay, gotcha. And so, but, but I mean, that's what people speak of. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, men and women are separated, right. and I was kind of in my own days, <laughs> and I'm walking down section? the women's way. Yeah, I hear people yelling at me, so stupid Americans. Did someone point uh, a gun at you? Uh, they, I turned around. There was a machine gun. They It wasn't pointed at me, okay. but uh, the military guy was gotcha. waving me back. Gotcha. So after that stupidity was out of the way, yeah. I, I spent probably 45 minutes mm. um, at the wall uh, just observing, soaking it in. Mm-hmm. And here is what I would say. It was one of the most moving, but mm-hmm. also one of the most tragic mm-hmm. uh, experiences of the trip. I listened as people passionately prayed for a Messiah to come. Mm-hmm. 
that's heartbreaking to me because um, I believe Jesus is our Messiah and that he has come. And these are people that are scholars of the Torah Mm -hmm. and scholars of the Old Testament in ways you and I will Mm -hmm. never be. Mm -hmm. And uh, Israel has an anti-evangelism law. Mm -hmm. You cannot Mm -hmm. evangelize. Mm -hmm. You know that Mm -hmm. you want to get tossed. You can get tossed Mm -hmm. very quickly doing Mm -hmm. that. So I was just deeply conflicted with Mm -hmm. that, I guess I would say. I think I jumped. Did you, you were at the Temple Mount? That was the next day. Oh, next, next day, day. Okay. we did Temple Mount okay. and and Western Wall. But gotcha. Yeah, okay. the the group trip to group. the okay, to the so Western Wall. Okay, so you went Wall. by yourself, and then you went. T- yeah, Temple Mount is the third most holy spot for Islam. Islam yeah, right. and that was wild because the women had to do the scarfs, and you know right. they couldn't be showing any of their right. legs. We had someone in our group that had a skirt mid calf level, and that wasn't acceptable. Huh. They made her put on something different. Wow. The other thing you can't do is you can't talk anything remotely Jewish or Christian, mm-hmm. and. So uh, Mark, our guide, was giving us the history of the temple. He had to talk in code. Code. And we look around, and we have uh, an additional <laughs> member of our group. <laughs> and he says, we, we had little uh, earphones, and uh-huh. he's speaking into the microphone. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, d- don't worry about the gentleman that has joined our group. He, he is part of the temple mount. He didn't call it the police, but you know, basically Security. making sure that there's nothing inappropriate wow. happening. And wow. you could tell he was... Listening in. Wow. So uh, pretty wild. Yeah. Okay. So then you moved to where the temple, the temple area where Jesus would have more yeah. than likely right. been there. And the South steps okay. that they're more, more than likely Jesus would have climbed okay. to go into the temple area. That was pretty cool. It was hot at that point. Yeah. Um, I was not feeling the greatest yeah. at this point. Yeah. So the did, af- the, did the mushroom pizza and Pepsi help? Um, I liked the mushroom and olive pizza. <laughs> okay. Now my uh, cheese pizza wife uh, yeah. picked off the yeah. olives yeah. and the mushrooms. Yeah. But uh, I thought it was pretty good, actually. Then you went into Hezekiah's Tunnel? We did. We walked through Hezekiah's Tunnel. You can read about this in the Old Testament uh, book Mm -hmm. of 2 Kings. Mm -hmm. This is when... Uh, the Assyrians are laying siege to the city of Jerusalem, and Hezekiah knows his water source is going to be cut off, and so he creates Hezekiah's Tunnel, and we walked. It was about a 30-minute walk. It's pretty tight, isn't it? Oh, tight, dark. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I had a headlamp on and the whole deal. Yeah. Next day, you thought about getting a tattoo? Um, I did not necessarily (laughs) think about getting a tattoo, but we did have people. This is a tattoo artist. uh, It was really a stamp that they then color in, and it goes back to... uh, you know, the second or third century. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I've never really had a desire to do the tattoo thing. I'm not yeah. against it. You know, I'm not think, throwing stones. I think but our, our children would be proud of us if we would like. They probably would. They be. would be. They would think yeah. that would be cool. Yeah, they would, would think, think that would be cool. And I'm probably not doing it. Would right. be my guess. What so. we know about sagging skin and things. Yeah. They haven't learned that yet. Yeah. Anyway, right. okay. Day twelve, your last day. Last this day, flight. we visited the Israel Museum. Okay. Uh, Marla and I had a kind of a romantic lunch, just the two of us, nice. not far from our hotel. Uh, I had to get you a sermon outline and uh, had a final dinner, and then we headed for the airport. Nice. Yeah, it was a great time. It really was. So your your lessons learned. Yep. Yep. What do you want to say? Well, I, I think the big thing for me to just wrap your brain around... We were walking where Jesus walked. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I just say to anybody, if you are able, these were long days. Uh, we were very tired every day. Well, but if you are physically able mm-hmm. to go, man, you should go, you know? I, I, I want to ask you, you said your mercy meter was running low. Why? Yeah. Well, I. Just again, because you're tired? I think I you mean, get tired. You and mean, I think, your mercy meter with like the people you were with or like just in general? I think just people the whole gen- thing. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I. I'm not happy that that's the reality, but I think I get cranky. I think I get crotchety, well, especially sure. when I'm not sleeping sure, well. And sure. I think by the end, you know, waiting, it just, 
um, I, I was struggling to at get times. back through yeah, security and yeah, stuff, getting back yeah, customs. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. but it's not eternal by gotcha. any means. But gotcha. um, it, it's a it's a great experience. And I would say to people, you know, I'm not against cruises. I'm not against any of the vacations that te- that people take. But if right. you are a believer, mm-hmm. if you are a Christ follower, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is a trip you seriously should consider being a part of. Definitely. So, and, and you're looking at what twenty? Yeah, we're looking at twenty twenty four. Trying to do a trip. I announced that Sunday. Yeah. And I had a lot of Did people you? say, yeah. "Yeah, we want to know more about yeah. it." Yeah. So I would love to see so much interest that we think about doing a couple trips. Right. You know, and then right. you know, I know people that they sponsor a trip every year. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. the ideal group size is probably around thirty. I think okay. we had twenty eight. So uh, this is not a large mm-hmm. group necessarily, mm-hmm. but if you are physically able uh, and you are a believer, it's you know, a trip that I think will change your life. Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, let's go to break. When we come back, I need to get back on my history (laughs) segment bandwagon. I've got three selected, and we've got a very, very special good news segment Mm -hmm. honoring one of the pastors in our community. It's Thursday, July 14. You're listening to Direct Line. Greg and Steph will be right back after this. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Introducing Aunt B. She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring... This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg. It's Steph. It's Thursday, July 14. And Stephanie, we are so blessed by our wonderful sponsors of the Direct Line Radio Show. Who are we saying thank you to? Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, the team at Hans Tankwash, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. Okay, so we have something happening at Second Church that's going to be awesome three weeks from today. The Global Leadership Summit. And we're going to be one venue. 
this year. Yep. And uh, we're going to have tables and chairs set up for anybody that wants it. Mm-hmm. And if you could, in 15 seconds, why should somebody come to GLS? Uh, because everybody is a leader. Everybody yes. has influence. Yes. And it can help you be better at yeah. that. And I think my favorite preacher is going to be featured this Who's year, Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley. I love okay. to listen to Andy yeah. Stanley, yeah. along with Craig Groeschel yeah. and Albert Tate and so many others. Yeah. And there's great business leaders right. that are able to to pour into the community. It's not just so, churchy stuff. If you right. think it's, I'm not coming because it's all churchy, it's not all churchy. Now, if you are connected with Second Church in any capacity, today, July 14, is the last day to sign up mm-hmm. and get the very lowest mm-hmm. rate you possibly mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And you can call the church office at 442-7306, ask for Sandra, ask for Tanya. Ask for Greg, and, and we will get you signed up. Educators, don't they get Well, a, they get an even better they rate. They get a rate. $99 yeah. rate, and that's right. actually continuing education. A lot of things that right. people don't know is as you well get as credits. Nursing. Yeah. Or, or, nursing, like, like, law enforcement. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the service industry right. can get the very lowest rate. Right. But um, if you are connected with Second Church, just in any capacity, we want you to get that $139 rate, and we'd love for you to be a part of GLS 2022. Starts three weeks from today. History segment. This week in 1804, Vice President Aaron Burr fatally shoots longtime political antagonist Alexander Hamilton at 7 a.m. in New Jersey. Alexander Hamilton dies the next day. This, of course, is the Alexander Hamilton of the musical Hamilton. Wow. Did you know that? I didn't. I haven't seen the musical <laughs> okay. yet. So, but. Yeah, see, and that's weird because you're a musical kind of connoisseur, aren't you? I know. I just haven't seen it yet. Okay. I really want to go see Hamilton. Yeah, I do too. I really do. So this was back in 1804. 1804. Boy, that's how politicians handled things back then, Well, I guess. duels were acceptable, but <laughs> one of the things that happened, there was such a public outcry that this actually, a lot of times there would be duels that were challenged, mm-hmm. but you would end up settling it before you actually ended up shooting wow. your gun. Alexander Burr, um, in ended up living most of the rest of his life in shame. Hmm. He was charged with murder for this. He was acquitted on a technicality, but he ended up leaving America in shame, spent a lot of his life in Europe, and he kind of died alone, Hmm. uh, I think, in 1836, 1837. So go see the musical Hamilton. I want to. All right. Uh, Number two, July 12, 1984. New York Representative Mm -hmm. Geraldine Ferraro is named the first ever VP candidate for 1984 Democratic nominee and former Vice President Walter Mondale. Mm -hmm. Do you remember Geraldine? We were were in high school. We were high schoolers. And as a woman or a young girl, I thought, well, that's pretty neat. And it didn't go well (laughs) that fall. Yeah. It was the largest landslide in Republican history. I think Reagan won 49 states Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and, and defeated Mondale in landslide fashion. Mm. But there have been two other women that have been nominated to serve as a VP candidate. Stephanie Spangler, can you name them? Well, Kamala Harris or Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, who who is vice president. But who's the other one? Do you know? Was it it Hillary? No. Who was it? Oh, you don't remember Sarah Palin? Oh, Sarah Palin. From Alaska Alaska. with John McCain in 2008. Okay. So uh, anyway, congratulations to all the women that have had this honor. (laughs) That's right. And uh, one time it turned out well and two... Not so much. Number three, July 15, 2006, 16 years ago tomorrow, San Francisco-based podcasting company Odeo officially releases Twitter. Hmm. Now, do you notice how it was spelled in the early days? T-W-T-T-R. It was later changed to Twitter. It's a short messaging service for groups to the public. 140 characters is how it began. It's now up to 280 characters. Stephanie, do you do anything with Twitter? No. And why is that? Is that a strategic choice? 
Well, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't need to. I've lived yeah. my life without yeah. it, so yeah. I'm not going to start now. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> 16 years ago, Twitter right. got their start, and uh, Elon Musk this year, yeah. has just burst their bubble. Yeah. You know, he was going to buy it right. for $44 billion, right. and, that, and he announced this week, right. I'm pulling out. Right. They're now suing him for $44 billion, and some are wondering, was this a publicity mm. stunt? From the very beginning. Hmm. So any thoughts Mm-mm. on Elon Musk? Any thoughts Mm-mm. on Twitter? Any thoughts on social media? <laughs> I like to put my grandbaby's picture on there. That's one <laughs> That's of the things <laughs> that I would say is that social media has great value. I was able to share pictures with sure. you guys on Facebook sure. of the Israel trip. Mm-hmm. And I have had more people say, mm-hmm. you know, I had no idea. Thank you so much. Right. It's really right. kind of wet an appetite for me. I think that's the positive use. Yes. But I got to tell you, the negative. Yeah far outweighs the positive so so much of the time. That's right. And so, hey, our good news segment this week, Reverend Frank McCollum. So have you heard of I am, you are, we are? I have. I see it all over on social media. And so (laughs) shout out to Ashton Greer and the city of Danville and Nicole from Vermilion Advantage for putting this into place. A couple weeks ago, they honored Terry and Molly Goodwin. But I love Reverend Frank. I really got to know him when our friend RJ was having some health struggles. But I just appreciate his heart. He's yeah. one of the three kings of peace, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I just want to give honor to mm-hmm. honor is due and say mm-hmm. thank you, Reverend Frank, for all you do. His whole career has been here in Danville, That's right? right. That's Serving right. kids. And, yep. Yeah. He, he is yeah. a good man. He Absolutely. Is. He is. And so, um, what's in store this weekend? Anything exciting for Stephanie Spangler? Some pool time. Pool time. Yeah. Yes. Some this is a time. good time I to know, have a swimming I know, pool. I know. So, well, on behalf of my friend Stephanie and Derek, who uh, again just did a great job uh, spinning the <laughs> dials, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. Thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll catch up with you next week, and we hope to see you in church this Sunday. Have a great day.